Bootstrapping? Mental models? Welcome to the Reactor Podcast with your hosts, Justin Vincent and Mark Wilbur. Well, hello, Mark. You you look a lot more like a villain than you normally do. Um, what's villain. going on with, with that facial hair there? I, I guess uh, you know, if you're uh, <laughs> one of those heroes that's uh, on the side of prostate cancer and testicular cancer and <laughs> suicides, then then yes. But uh, I, I see it as a sacrifice. I, I've, I've given up all this beloved facial hair just for for november so that okay so that's all the difference is because I've, I've been trying to work out did you grow it or did you did you lose no. some no, yeah no, you lost no. some I've, i'm just i'm just uh putting it in a spotlight but it's it's the same <laughs> it's the same stash that was there before got it okay nice it looks it looks very um yes you do look very villain-esque <laughs> <laughs> it probably doesn't help that i'm bald but you know, <laughs> control what you control. Well, congrats. I, I like it. Um, yeah, so this is a big week for both of us. I think we've got a lot to talk about. So, um, Indeed. So, so what's your big news? Uh, the, just the results of the plan that I had last time, the uh, live streaming and using uh, that so, to... Okay, so, so tell, us, tell us all about it. Okay, so last time I mentioned I had been inspired by this other... YouTuber called The Cherno, a young Australian game dev who uh, just quit his job at EA and he's like working on his own graphics engine. Um, He's got a massive channel, by the way, but I was inspired by seeing how he did these long live streams on Twitch. And then in the middle of those live live streams, he would just kind of take a deep breath, Mm -hmm. shut down the chat, hit record, and then just go into screencast mode and it sounded like very polished and he actually takes those screencasts out of his live streams and puts them <laughs> on YouTube. That's awesome. And uh, um, I saw that and was like, wow, like he, he doesn't have to spend an hour editing a 10 minute or 15 minute YouTube video like I do. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> so I started uh, live streaming daily and I know there's, you know, a skill component to it. Um, so I actually, uh, occasionally did multiple takes. Like I would just be like, all right, I'm doing the screencast now. So I'm not going to look at the chat. And then I, I'd, I'd record for like two minutes to be like, uh, I'm going to just pretend that didn't happen and start over it's live. So why not? Anyway, the long and the short of it is I ended up getting six videos Uh, six screencasts produced on YouTube. Five of them Elixir related, the other about uh, some Xcode thing. And uh, a total of eight videos done. Well, that's definitely uh, a record. You've never, because you've always said, oh, I want to try and get two, but I'm really going to push for four. But you've got eight done. Yeah, so my normal has been like zero, 
one or two. I think I've done three uh, a few times, but but yeah, like this time I got eight done. And this the quality of the screencasts is not that bad. It's a little bit worse than my fully edited ones. Um, so what I'm what I'm going to do is basically the free ones. I'm going to do them that way, and then the premium series. I'm going to um, you know edit with OBS. But I think something about just being drilled in there for for uh, like when you're live streaming and doing the the screencast in the middle of that. I, I think it just forces a level of focus that yeah. I don't have when I'm at home. Um, so, yeah, so, so maybe it makes it better. Good. Yeah. So the, the results of this is uh, I gained like 12 Twitter followers, which is significant because I have 939 total. Uh, my YouTube views are up by 50%. My mm. uh, watch time is up by 83%. Wait, 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 wait. Let's just take a moment to celebrate YouTube views up by 50%. That's ridiculous. Well, and the watch time is 83%. That's ridiculous. How yeah. that like that is monumental. Uh it could be. The the growth in subscribers um has actually been a little different. Like it I lost a few at first and then they've been going up like the last four days. So there may be a delayed effect. Like maybe some people are like, oh, this guy's on again and just like unsubscribe but yeah. more new people are you know being presented the option of my videos so yeah um yeah i i think yeah i'm, I'm gonna keep on doing this in the coming week and i I'll, i guess after the goals i'll get some more into it um so that and then i've almost already hit my uh month my revenue that i made last month last month wasn't a great one but yeah uh, yeah so all that's good uh, made it out exercising. Uh, last month was about one one thousand, wasn't it? If I recall. Yeah, last month was only eight hundred and fifty. October was okay. my worst month last year and this year as well. Zero annual s sign up, so just my monthly subscribers. Okay. Yeah, but uh, this one uh, was one of my best months ever last year because of okay. Black Friday, and I bet yeah. it will be again. Awesome! That's so yeah. cool. Yeah. So, um, pretty did good. I did I say on the last show about, um, or is this just something that I texted you about basically uh, connecting with a guy who is, who makes a living uh, as a Roblox game developer? You did. And I was, I was dismayed. I mentioned it. Uh, I mentioned it. I, or You mentioned that okay. you connected with him yeah. and that you were reworking everything and you were, you were just going to take this app that was going to be launched by the end of the month and uh, fully redesign it. And uh, that that had me worried. I, I mean, yeah. it's good that you got feedback, but but bad that you didn't just like already release a bad game like two months ago, and then and, then that, make this and one that awesome. didn't that didn't happen actually. Um, so this guy, um, Chris, is uh, mm -hmm. he's he's a little a little genius about this stuff, and um, so he's I don't know whether I said this on the show, but basically he's he's doing with me as a game developer what I do with indie founders as founders. He's basically getting me to think small, to do small tests, to do small iterations. So since, since he's come on board, the game has already been launched and there's been uh, uh, almost 600 kids have played it. Um, nice. And he's got me to plug in analytics, which I wouldn't have really known how to do um, because I wouldn't have known what to think about. But because he's got, you know, 
<laughs> I guess like six years of developing on Roblox plus two plus two years um, masters in game design plus he's got to get he's got over 120 million gameplays from kids um, so he's sort of you know you, you know that way like when you sort of really know the ecosystem and how it all works and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. well you said he'd made like uh, uh, an absurd number of games before for Roblox yeah like a hundred 100 games kind of thing yeah yeah they, roblox themselves did a, have done a documentary on this guy um so oh. i'm super lucky to have connected so sometimes just i guess that's just luck surface area just talking to people going out there connecting networking and sometimes you meet the right person and um at the right time and i'm gonna say that it's highly unlikely that my game would have made any money or succeeded in any way had i not been very serendipitous and met this guy i just think it's i just think it's, it's a game changer so sometimes you meet someone who just knows it and it's just that's just yeah. a game changer yeah i i think yeah it is luck service area and also like you were you were in motion and you were doing stuff like you never would have met him if you weren't making the game so the great insights that he had is again remember we spoke about that different game map but there's there's basically fantasy um a sort of challenge and um completion there's sort of mm-hmm. like three main zones and um he was, he's explaining to me how sort of challenge and completion don't exactly gel well together you know there, there are some bridges like through discovery and stuff like that there's certain ways but for the strongest um you know raising the like a submarine te- uh, periscope the strongest thing to do is to just sort of focus on one of the areas so really it's excitement and community is 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 the areas that we're going to focus on is what what i'm focusing on so we took away i took away all the flags i made it an open world and um it's it's just sort of unrestricted and the other thing is th- that he's explained that that i didn't really get is forget about monetization just focus on user retention and making them have a lot of fun and just checking the analytics. So um, in those... Oh, anal- interesting. Yeah. So um, you go on. What would you say? Oh, because, I mean, the other stuff you said last week uh, about, you know, removing the the gates on the various parts of the game. But, uh, yeah, this you didn't mention at all before. Mm. I, and, think and I, I, and I didn't have I think clarity. I think it's also... The, the thing that's really encouraging, like in contrast to last week, is you actually got all that stuff done and launched it. Oh, yeah. No, last week, I, I last week I had just had my first conversation with him, and it was like the come to Jesus conversation. And it was like I was feeling de- very depressed um, in that show. And I was I even went on to my mastermind session later on in the day, and I said, I'm I'm an idiot. For, for doing this game i sh- totally shouldn't have done it <laughs> <laughs> like feeling really depressed so um but then with subsequent conversations i saw the hope and i sort of saw the light and yeah so it's 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 released 600 kids have played it we've got real clarity through statistics and um something that's really interesting is so we're looking at the statistics of all these kids and um he's helping me understand okay we've got you know these are the kids who've been in for like 40 minutes they've played the game for 40 minutes now let's break out the tracks that they played and find out the um how long they spent on each track and the the, the number of wins to number of fails and so he he goes away and crunches the numbers and he and he comes back and he says okay 
we want every track to be 0.85 difficulty because that is what creates the kids being in the game for the longest and having the most fun. Okay, we had a we had a child timeout. <laughs> yeah, child put you in timeout. So uh, <laughs> child put, put us in timeout. timeout. Yeah, so so basically through looking at thousands of of like kids play, playing on the tracks there's a couple of things we got clarity about which tracks are the fun tracks also the, so the, all sorts of things that we measured how long does it take a kid to find the first track and start having fun mm-hmm. what if if a oh, kid I, hit, I had a question uh, before yeah. you go on with that what's difficulty 0.85 what do you mean by that it's like out of every um 8 out, eight out of 10 times so basically they'll 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 get it they'll try it um eight times I guess it's like a, a 0.85% difficulty. So um, I guess it means eight is times it, trying to get two times winning. Is that no? Is this, is this what, I mean, is this a, a stat the game is, is returning to you or is this? Uh, well, if you just have a look at the stats that I said, you just you, mean like the, have a look yeah, at the stats that I sent you. So there you'll see um, the track. So that those are all the different play sessions per track. Uh-huh. And then um, there's a number of fails and number of wins. So he created the difficulty okay. from the number of fails versus number of wins. Okay. So is it so basically is it wins divided by attempts, something like that? I think so. Um, but uh, if you look at um, Speedway, obviously it has a, it has a hundred percent difficulty because no one won it. Okay. Well, I guess I I just have to see how yeah. I calculated it to yeah. know. Exactly. Yeah, I I wasn't privy to the specific calculation, but I'm I'm guessing it's um, num num. I'm not sure what it is, but basically I, you've got three statistics. You've got the total number of tries, the number of fails, and the number of wins. Yeah, I don't see a difficulty listed in the stats you shared. No, no, so. there, there's no, there is no difficulty. That he created the he created the difficulty he with created. an algorithm that is okay. probably um number of tries uh a percentage of wins from from yeah. number of tries that, that makes sense because like yeah. you want like you want it to be something that that you have to uh you have to try hard but you can succeed before yeah. you get frustrated and quit like yeah well so what so the stat one stat that we're recording is we record every time a player plays a track how many times they play that track how many times they fail how many times they win and th- so that's where he's sort of digging down and then mapping that against how long they're spending in the game. So um, produced a, a bunch of different um, charts, pie charts and, and graphs and stuff. And then we analyzed it and just sort of said, okay, we need to get all the tracks to this 0.85 type of rate. And mm-hmm. um, But another thing we're analyzing is like, how long does it take to get to the first track and having fun? And if they go to track A, B or C, does that change how long they spend in the game? And so the answer is yes, you know, if they if they hit certain tracks first, then they're like, oh, that's too hard, and then they leave. But if they hit other tracks, the, the, the speedway is the very interesting one, yeah, because no one wins it, but everyone loves it. So, <laughs> so uh, okay. So the so his so the first the first I, I would say I wouldn't say big change, but changes when you spawn into the game, you basically now spawn directly in front of speedway. Before you used to spawn in front of the very simple track. But everyone who starts off on Speedway spends like, you know, four times longer in the game. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. So this is this is interesting. I guess there's space for one game like that. 
one really hard one. Although, yeah, maybe it's got some other property. Like maybe it's even, it's fun to lose at. I think it's fun. I think it's it's basically what it is. Is it's it's just straight away you do a huge jump, then you land on this track and you just go really fast and you're just yeah. running through hoops and it's just like whoa. And but They've then you kind of realize, that. okay, it, this is difficult. So what this is this is also the other interesting thing. They fail three times, and then they go and start exploring the rest of the map. Mm. And that's just the that's the that's the pattern. So it's like okay, so they've come in, they've seen how fun the game can be. They've seen that there's a hard part. Now they know they need to get better and level up. So now they go and start looking for the easier tracks to level up and learn how to play it. That's cool. Yeah, I, it's also cool that you like. I'm I'm familiar with like this kind of optimization because it's you know it's like a really standard thing to do. But uh, I'm I'm interested that you can do that with just 600 players. Well. What's and there's a lot that I've got to talk to say about all this, so I don't know if you want to, yeah. you know, but drop in and say other stuff like some of your stuff, so I don't we don't totally oh, take over let's, the show. Well, let's no, let's let's like dig in deeper for keep, keep going another five ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, this is good. Um, so if you look at how many kids we had, so if you look at if you ex- actually, um, I'm just this is just for you to to look at the viewers can't see this but still if you click on the top level stats which is basically uh, the full list of, of players and then click on see it in full mm-hmm. yeah i already did that oh you already did that so you can see that there is uh you know a little under 600 players in there so another interesting thing is all the players were i got all the players by placing an ad and there's different types of ads that you can place on roblox and in this case the ad that i placed was um like a, what's called a sponsored ad. So basically when they're looking at the main listings, it's just an icon that goes inside um, with the next to the other icons. But mm-hmm. they've, they've, it's really far down the page, so they don't really see it that often. Um, but basically the last time that he did this, he, it cost about one Robux per player to get in. Um, but this time it cost me about seven Robux per player. So I put in 40 bucks and I got... 420 plays but interestingly about that is you'll notice that there is in the stats um 552 plays so the reason why that's very interesting is because it's like a one point it's like a 0.22 um just viral spread like all the other all the other kids came in because kids were saying oh you got to check out this game you know like do you yeah, and yeah. and what's the time period this was over? Uh, just a day, like two days. Okay, and and if if you stop spending on advertising, like, do you still get any? Yes. So if you look at um, you don't get new players, but if you if you if you look through those stats, um, go up to the top, um, the number of play sessions. Have a look at the play sessions. Yeah. <clears throat> so this is kids coming back, uh, you know, multiple times. So yeah. in in the days in the days that I was running it, it was you know maxed out at like two, but um, I ran this on uh, I, I believe it was the weekend. So um, was it on Monday? I'm not sure when it, yeah. exactly, but it's just a couple of days ago. But the point is, is that kids are coming back. Yeah, you have 25 kids that came back for for over over two times. So yeah, um, so that's yeah. keeping at least. Five percent of the total, and eighty-nine kids, you know, played it two times. But also, what's interesting is if you look at the the minutes in game, I mean, you know, there's there's kids there 
who are like there's one kid with like a couple of hours in the game and there's a lot of kids with you know half an hour yeah um i mean it's, it's sort of significant amounts of time but what what he what he's explaining is is that is that the game isn't isn't ready to um to sort of become viral and get bigger that is going to be through the analysis of the analytics that we're doing and the tweaks that we're going to make so we need to make every track the, the 0.85 and then we need to start the the point of this set of analytics wasn't really to um to prove how cool the game was it was just to create the baseline so now mm. we've got a baseline and we can sort of think about what way we're going to move and, and and what direction we're going to go in so i feel very excited about it because i've got someone who really knows what they're doing guiding me i mean i'm being mentored yeah. by this you know by this i guess i i'm, I'm assuming hello hello so you we just had a internet issue oh there. internet glitch yeah. yeah so i just feel excited mentored by mentored by by the uh you know a roblox uh veteran i i'm i'm he's somewhere between 21 and 23 is my guess i'm not entirely sure is, is he like living off the income of his games oh yeah He's yeah. he's got a he's got a, a whole bachelor pad like um very look, it looks very nice yeah yeah <laughs> that's kind of the dream I I think like when yeah. I was twenty two like there would be nothing cooler I could have accomplished than like getting self sufficient off of video games that I made I know and that's, his that's pretty awesome and his big his his big game so basically the games that he's he's worked on. He's just had a fascination with superheroes. Um, so his his first his game is Superhero Life, and he's released four versions. He's released three versions of it, and he's building Superhero Life Four. Wow! And um, I I've got a feeling that that is going to be his really you know his big sort of moneymaker um, as he's as he's doing it because everything everything that he's making money off is is what he did before he went to college before he did his two years um, on you know learning about game design. And so now he's sort of taking all that knowledge, all the experience, and then going to put it into the superhero life four game. Does he make his own assets? Uh, he he works with a builder. I think a lot of scripters work with builders, and I think that's definitely the the best strategy to do. That's what that's what I do. And there's just no way I'd be able to do it if I had to do that part as well. So they they just set up a revenue share. I, I, can you do it from within Roblox, or do you have yeah, to? Uh, yeah, it's totally within Roblox. So they so facilitate within... it. That's good. <laughs> Yeah, so basically, you you can create a group within Roblox, and then you can add, you, you can build a game, and then you can apportion, you know, such person gets twenty five percent, such person gets another percent. You can set up people being developers. You can set up people being testers. Um, you can have your main members. You can sort of sort of send out update messages. Like it's it's all, it's all just completely integrated. Very wow, very interesting. That, I, that makes me want to mess around with it, but <laughs> I've been super busy with my other stuff. Yeah, uh, no, I, I, it's, it's a great, and I think it's a, it's a great time to, to get into it because it's just about to be, um, it's just about to, to be IPO'd, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, and then it's going to get a lot more news, and more developers will. Like, it's going to get a lot more it. news, but I think that it's it's really focused on the younger kids but there are mm -hmm. there are older kids who play it and the older kids aren't really served so i think there's a lot of scope for people who are interested in developing game because you can do it i'm seeing some really cool games that are sort of approaching triple a type of feel um because they they're sort of they're allowing you to to use tools like blender 
and mm-hmm. bring stuff in. And yeah, so it's it's, sure, I, it's sure. very cool. Blender, I think Blender is pretty dominant for any yeah. any 3D assets. So yeah, so if so you look what, at the stat, yeah, go on. Sorry. So what's your so what's your timeline like? Like how much like how much more time and money and so forth do you think you'll have to put in before you can uh, um, you know monetize it and get some sort of return? Well, the I mean basically the goal is gonna probably be to run um it's just it's just gonna be like a probably one test a week, I think, for the next mm-hmm. few weeks, just to zone in on the right um the the right mix of dynamics and it's it's going to move more towards um community stuff but right now we're still working on the core mechanic which mm-hmm. is just getting people to really enjoy all the tracks for example every track so it's a central island which is the which is called big shop island mm-hmm. um and yeah, go on. well i was saying like before we get into the details i just i just want to understand like the the business side of it so um is it so I, I guess it sounds like you're you have you now see that it's it's like a longer more difficult task or longer longer path to get a profitable game but you have more confidence because you're working with someone who's done it many times yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. so it, I guess like do you, do you, what do you think the odds are that um, it would take I think longer it's gonna be than like would it be I, this I, year? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm thinking that um, we're gonna we'll probably run a test every week. So probably mm-hmm. um, do dev. It'd probably be like a test just before this show every week. I'm imagining like a Sunday or a Monday, run a test, you know, over overnight, um, and then just sort of see what the stats, what the retention, how much fun the kids are having, and then just sort of once we've sort of seen, okay, now there's now the game is like uh, a, a, it's lifting itself off. So it sort of got to this point where kids just keep coming back. They keep telling other kids about it. It's lifting up. Then it's going to be like, okay, now let's work on monetization. Now let's sort of work. On, and the monetization, I'm not quite sure what it's going to be. But it's so it's sort of like a mini, um, the way that like a, a VC type thing would work, in a way. With that sort VC? of mentality. Yeah, the VCs, the VC mentality is is to typically grow the audience and then work out monetization after. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. yeah. Well, some bootstrappers can do that too. Just they gotta, mm-hmm. they gotta either have some money or or not need too much time. Well, like we were saying last week, you know, if it's like um, an automated thing, like is it keto? Then yeah, that's fine. Right, I mean, you're right. just going for AdSense or something like that. Um, that uh, that kind of ties into some stuff I wanted to mention. Um, sure. I've, uh, yeah, I've kind of I've gotten a little inspired by. Uh, um, that whole that whole path that Mateo has taken, like it's, uh, I, I've seen him on Indie Hackers. Like he's been posting a lot, and he's been you know trying a lot of things. And oh and oh, so Mateo, it's different to Izakita. That's uh, Michael Lynch, but that's okay. Mateo, oh, okay. So it's Mateo's a doing a lot of no code stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the thing that's interesting to me is he's how do I how do I say this? Uh, that's like both like fair and and also uh accurate i i so i i i would say none of the stuff he's made looks super polished to me like like the uh the ui in terms of like just the initial look is fine because it's it's like using some template that's you know making something looks okay um 
but but they all look like they're kind of like you know not 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 a, not anything that's like he slaved over it for a month. However, they're uh, they're kind of just the process of putting so many out there seems to be slowly building up some momentum of its own because every time he does it, he gets more followers on uh, Product Hunt and on Twitter and on Indie Hackers. Mm-hmm. And I, I can kind of see this thing where putting out something of the same quality uh, is going to get more and more of a response. And in fact, like that'll make it worth it to invest more and more time into it. So it's, it's kind of like he's, he's doing this multi-level bootstrapping thing. Like he's bootstrapping an advantage for future bootstrapping as he bootstraps. Yeah, it's it's by it's 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 essentially by weight, right? <laughs> it's like he's making it's, pottery by weight. <laughs> well, it's like that, except that it's also got the following component. Yeah. So it's like I don't know. It's like tweeting ability by weight or something, you know. Um, and it, and it's uh, yeah, it's it's actually motivated me to like start putting out more stuff, and uh, it kind of dovetails in with the uh the live like the the live streams because perfect yeah no i I mean like perfect we i'll tell you so i i think a part of this is some discussions that i've been having with him you know as he's been doing this is to look at someone like peter levels do you know who he is oh yeah yeah levels book I, i i was actually a early member of nomad list because i was a digital nomad five years ago so so i think levels is is um an inspiration in the the discussion that i'm having with mateo and i think so we we were i think he he definitely does want to um zone in on a SaaS at some point mm-hmm. but really does see the value in in this creation of a lot of stuff just throwing a lot of pottery out there and just sort of seeing which one which put which direction sticks yeah. because um one of the products that he had hey hi um is very interesting product. You know, it's basically you, you can instantly talk to someone via video when they land on your webpage. But as we discussed last time, the problem is, is that very few people actually want to do the video. Yeah. But still, he's made he's made sales. Like he's made over 10 sales at this point. So that's a very interesting thing. But it's not, you know, he's still sort of negotiating if is that really the one he wants to focus on? He doesn't yeah, know yet. Yeah. Yeah. So well, it's just... I mean, and the other thing is, if you're doing a lot of things, you may you may have a better idea of when something really resonates. Exactly. Which which is something, something to compare yeah. it to. That's what um, that's something that I that I understand um, that I'm not sure a lot of people have had this experience, where you just sort of put something out and it's like, oh, that's what it looks like when it's going to work. Yeah. So yeah. if I can uh, screen share really quickly, I'm gonna. Yeah throw up my altature idea training idea muscle training notes so hmm. this is a thing where basically every day i you know come up with ideas about something so you know here's one of api based services i can make and i thought of quite a few mm-hmm. um, then you know what what development can i do for alchemist camp that i can live stream Cause I'm not obviously like, I'm not going to live stream a tutorial for like a free tutorial for YouTube every single day. I did last week, but like this week I've got to do some premium tutorials and I've also got to work on Phoenix igniter and I've got to, you know, I've got lots of stuff to work on, but I can 
live stream that work, at least most of that work. Um, and there are just lots of little things I wanted, like I want to add notifications to Alchemist Camp. I've wanted to for a while. Um, I can, you know, do that coding via live streaming. And similarly, I can live stream new projects, including one which I've live streamed uh, three and a half hours of and has gotten me tons of YouTube watch time the past few days, which is this uh, streak tracking app. So I, I basically am making, a, I'm making a, an app to, uh, you know, to help my own productivity, kind of mm -hmm. maybe one tiny feature that, uh, that TaskFlow will someday do. Mm -hmm. But it's basically, I just be like, uh, how many days in a row have I live streamed, uh, gotten eight hours of sleep, gotten, you know, gone exercising? Yeah. Um, nice. Yeah. So all this stuff is just this, this idea muscle training I've been doing is just like left this trail of stuff that much of which is no good, but some of which is pretty tempting mm -hmm. and all of it can be live streamed. And I think like, why not like, uh, Mateo, why, why not? make this streak tracking app live streamed and then like put it on product hunt. Put it on product hunt. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then and then, you know, uptime monitor. Put that on yeah. product hunt. Yeah. Comment aggregator for like interesting comments from uh like say you could filter for uh comments that include a certain word or or submissions to Hacker News or Reddit that include a certain word. Um uh, have sentiment analysis or not. You know, like all that stuff just throw every single one of them on product hunt. Like that's, that's kind of what I'm leaning towards now. Just like live stream every single day. And just every single time I've either got a tutorial made or I've got part of something that's going to end up on product hunt or in one of my paid products. Yeah. I think that's a really good plan. And um, I'm just weighing up in my mind, the difference between it. Let's say you did that, what you just said, which I think is a really good plan versus just live streaming igniter like i'm trying to weigh up the pros and cons of that because the pros of just live streaming igniter would be that you would be building anticipation around this thing that is highly monetizable but mm -hmm. it is this bigger larger thing that would be this sort of longer wait in a way for the people watching um i just don't know what what gets you more value to, well, to do all the small things or to do the big thing? I don't know. It's, it's funny you mentioned that because uh, my, my tentative live streaming schedule is the rest of this week, I'm just working on the, the pro videos for Absinthe GraphQL. Weekend, I do whatever I feel inspired by. Just totally however I feel in the moment. Yeah. Next week, I'm planning on doing more, more free Elixir videos. Um, at least half of them, maybe maybe some of them being those those other little projects. Week after that, my plan is igniter every day, mm. and then end of the month, uh, you know, kind of see like what's what's going faster, what's lagging. Um, one one thing I noticed is when I when I had a really long series on live view, the uh, the view stats got worse over time. Yeah, that's what I was. People just imagining. get sick of the same thing. That's what I was imagining that it would be. It it probably would be better for a, for the streaming context to do small things. Um, I'm trying to go we, yeah. like full ham on one thing per week. 
Now, you have basically inspired me through this discussion, and this is something I was thinking about before this show. It's something I've been thinking about since I got this, since I pushed the game out to the kids. I've been thinking, I've been thinking I should probably be streaming me playing the game, but I can't quite decide. Should I, should I be streaming stuff that's aimed at other sort of up and coming developers about the game? Or should I be just streaming me having fun in the game? Um, and just sort of showing how all the different tracks work and stuff like that. There are multiple ways you could do it. Um, I would, I would lean towards any streaming you do, I think should, I I would make it more like uh, Peter levels does like just kind of working in public. So it's not like you're making a trailer for your, to show off your game. It's more like you're showing how you're making the game. And documenting it, and but then how does that get me? How does that get me kids playing it? Which is the only thing that matters. Uh, it keeps you. I don't think. I don't. I don't agree with the second part. But I. I think it helps you by keeping you more consistent, keeping you on point, and also maybe you know you'll you'll get more connections with people and more more advice. Like I, you know, one one of the so that streak tracking project I did. I used uh, Phoenix and Tailwind CSS. And I had previously made a tutorial for setting up Tailwind CSS on Phoenix, although it's been an upgrade of uh, Phoenix 1.5 and also newer version of Tailwind. And some stuff had changed. And while I was streaming, someone else who streams like almost all about uh, JavaScript and CSS stuff was like, oh, hey, now, now you can type in this and it'll automatically generate your your um, post CSS config file. And I thought, well, great. You know, like I just learned a flag that makes my tutorial a little bit better. That and, is cool. But that, you know, but that isn't getting you, that isn't get, because the other thing. Somebody, I, what, I mean, you may. Can I, can yeah, I just, sorry. yeah. So with Chris, what I really, I think that Chris and I could put a YouTube channel, something, create a YouTube channel, call it something like, you know, the business of Roblox, and I feel pretty convinced that him, with with his knowledge and my background and just the general way that we speak together, that it would be, it it could be a it could be well, there isn't anything like it. It could basically be a really big thing in yeah. the Roblox community. But the problem is, is I can't work out how it helps me other than just sort of respect and networking. I don't understand how it converts to money or something like that so so and th- this um, thing that you're saying right now as well it's i just don't understand how it converts to the games doing better in roblox well it sounds like you don't believe that it would have a positive influence on your game so no it, it definitely would it definitely would in terms and, and of like people seeing it but no, no I, I mean it sounds like you don't believe that it would help you make a better game Oh, I think it would. I think it would make okay. yeah, because, because like and you're do you saying, think like if the game is better, you'll it'll sell more. I guess yeah, that's that. I suppose. I suppose. I, I mean, the benefit I'm getting for a, like a good some of my some of my live streaming, it it is like letting me make tutorials faster. But some of it, you know, I'm just getting uh, more focus and honestly, like helpful comments from people. So. I, I've got some experience of this because with texting, because we were sort of one of the first in the way that we were, 
Yeah. We we were the we were the podcast that other podcasters listened to and other influencers listened to. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Rob Walling, one of Rob Walling's favorite podcasts is, is texting. Um, but I, I guess that has, I mean, I guess that every, it has made a huge difference to me. Um, I'm just trying to work out how it directly translates um, in this to case. The game, yeah. But it's especially the other thing is, the, here's the other thing. Uh, my, my wife is a child therapist and she's not super happy about me making lots of money off little kids. <laughs> so that's the other slide. I was problem. wondering what you, cause you were talking about like minutes kids spent on the game. And I was wondering if you're like, well, yeah. Like how about, how about if Jack is doing that? Well, I mean, obviously he, he, he does. I mean, he, he loves does. Games. Yeah, that's he, true. He that's true. Games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's already doing it. And, and I'm, I'm sure you wouldn't mind if he, if he, uh, Invested a portion of his play budget, playtime budget to your games. Oh yeah, as opposed sure. to like strangers' games. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, I, I, I guess all I can say for like the working in public thing is, I think it'll help you do better work, and you do have Nugget, so like all of that material does add credibility to nugget if it's you know if your game is successful yeah i guess but obviously the first goal is just have a, a game that's successful but also the streaming aspect um what, so one thing i'm wondering about so when when you stream you have an idea in your mind about what you're going to build a lot of the time when i'm sort of working on stuff I don't really have any idea. I'm sort of thinking, should I do this? Should I do this? Should I try this? Should I try this? And it's just like a lot of different iterations of different mm-hmm. trying things. Like, A, would I be able to coherently speak at the same time as doing that? And B, would that be interesting to watch, to see someone just like not know what the fuck they're doing it's and just keep say. on trying um, different things? It, I I had a lot of self-conscious consciousness myself because... Uh, I, I was to be honest, like my, my streaming skill is not that good. I have uh, almost every day I have either forgotten to turn on my mic or I've <laughs> forgotten to change the, the, the view. So people just see my face while I'm typing and talking about code that they can't see. Or, uh, you know, one time you need I, to have your I face the on there? cat covered up. You don't have to. I do. Um, but I, everyone, so I, does, I wanna, is there anyone yeah, big who everyone, doesn't have a face? Almost, Everyone does on Twitch, but I have my face like in this little square in the lower left corner. And so you see mostly code and just my face until I, I switch it to chatting and then you just see me talking. Um, you know, it's, Is there any security exploits that I would be opening up by doing that? Because if I'm showing the code, like the guts of the game, doesn't that, or is it just, I just need to make the game because the game is secure. The... the game is, the game should be secure because I'm not doing anything in public scope. Everything's in a private yeah. scope. So it, it, it also okay. depends on how much uh, how much your security strategies have changed since the early days of texting. <laughs> well, I remember. <laughs> well, I remember there was some episode where you were talking about like um, like it was like some of your security was because you didn't use WordPress or cake you just had like your own thing and so people didn't know where your stuff was and yeah then you're talking about like salting the passwords twice because nobody <laughs> would think to that check was jason that. that was jason no jason no jason was like no that that's that doesn't add anything like however oh, okay. like however many times you want to salt it 
if okay. they have access to the machine, they can just unsalt it. And like, you have to be able to get at it somewhere. So it's like, you're not, you're not buying anything unless they just can't understand like where you've unsalted you know, with, it. With Roblox, all of that stuff is kind of like covered, I think, because yeah. there's not really like, there isn't any keys as such or something like that. It's just like the structure of code is what they're That's, seeing. Yeah. So, so yeah, it, it, it totally depends. I mean, like for my projects, like Alchemist Camp, I made tutorials out of the entire building of it. The only thing that people haven't seen is uh, my, you know, prod.secret.exs file, which has basically just like all my database keys and stuff like that. I mean, I mean, the truth is, I do talk to myself anyway. Yeah, <laughs> <So>. that's true. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess turning a camera on is just like me talking to myself, but just like streaming it. It's yeah, it's I mean, it's a little a little bit to get used to for sure, because I was I was trying to uh, I, I think I was taking it more seriously than I should have been when I had like a typical concurrent audience of two people. You know, I was like <laughs> kind of like putting on a little bit of a show and I was like, you know, they they don't care. Like um, the, Are they the even videos watching? Being del- yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but like I, maybe they're making a cup of coffee and they're or they're just like, you know. It could be shower. sometimes. It could be. Um, doubt that. <laughs> I, I think Twitch, Twitch uh, has some kind of heartbeat on the site, so they can tell if you're gone. But huh. um, okay. No, I mean there were some like like I get comments from people. Like I get I get chat that says stuff like, you know, your mic's not on, or like, <laughs> um, are we supposed to be able to see your code, <laughs> or, or stuff like when I screw something up. Um, but when I'm talking to them and if I say, Oh, you know, if anyone has any questions about Elixir, uh, I'll, I'll do a quick Q and a, and then I switch to the chat. It's like, okay, that's it for today's Q and a. And then uh, I'm out of here. That brings up a good point. Does, does it interfere with your workflow? Does it make you do less work? It, it was last week, like last Sunday and and monday um uh, i I, w- I was a bit slower I, I think it's it depends like I, I think if i'm trying to be engaging and i'm worried about engagement definitely slows me down if i'm not worried about it then can you completely ignore effect. the people like so can you just is it is it feasible to completely ignore the people and just keep doing stuff and just work it is it's um so, so uh, one person that I was so happy dropped in on Twitch, and it, this actually got me mentioned in uh, his podcast, was uh, Sean from uh, Does Not Compute podcast. Mm-hmm. He, uh, you know, he he dropped in. I was like, hey, what's going on? He like he said he was he just finished up work. He was just you know gonna gonna head home soon, and uh, one that was awesome. Like it was just like uh, that interaction made me happy. And then two, he, uh, he said like, yeah, it's, it's totally fine to just, you know, close the chat. Like some, like a lot of streamers I follow will just be like, all right, I'm just gonna, I'm just working now for the next half hour or whatever. And then sometimes they take a break and chat with people for a couple of minutes and then, you know, like Pomodoro it almost. Interesting. Yeah. They're, they're probably more extroverted people. 
So do like do different sections. Yeah, I think it could. I think it could probably work. I think I should. I I could consider it because I guess what would happen is, I guess there would be devs because most of the devs in Roblox are young anyway, and so well, they're sort of seventeen. You know. Yeah. And, and they keep in mind, like of the dev on Twitch, game dev is a huge portion because Twitch is full of gamers. Yeah. So that like, does make sense. That would create sort of a good echo chamber for yeah, like a sort of recursive echo chamber. I think it game. would indirectly, very indirectly get you noticed. Hmm. But uh actually, yeah. So so initially, like 20 minutes ago, I was thinking it's really just going to make your game better and then and maybe something you can showcase on Nugget later. But now that I think about it, yeah, like kids searching Roblox on Twitch or yeah. even kids who stream Roblox on Twitch might stumble across it. Yeah, because um, I'd have Roblox in the in the term. I mean, and Roblox is obviously huge yeah. on Twitch. It, it's not going to be fast, though. It, well, well I, at least for me, it hasn't been fast. Like I, I've I mean, streamed eight out of the last 10 days, and I have 33 followers. Well, it's also going to be at the time when everyone's asleep, because the only time I can work is like, you know, between 8 and 2, 8, 8, 8 p.m. and 2 a.m. kind of thing. So, well, uh, time zones. Time zones, yeah. But, <laughs> so, um, yeah. I mean, yeah. That, that does, I think that's worth an experiment. I mean, I've done crazier things. <laughs> yeah well I'm, I'm not i'm not trying to to bend your arm and push you into it I, I was just you know saying i'm excited about all this stuff that i feel like i'm going to get done this month no but i feel like it'd be great if we're both doing it because um it would just add to the cohesiveness of this of what we're talking about as well you know what i mean is, yes the uh, the twitch streaming phase <laughs> i mean we went through those phases in texting like isn't that uh, yeah isn't yeah that perfect did. Yeah, um, the so, blog competition. Could you help me get set up? Yeah, it's really easy. Um, easiest way now is, is uh, just get Twitch Studio. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Amazon made their own thing, and it's uh, you know you can stream stuff. I don't have any music through it. I think that's like a beta flag that only some people get, but it'll probably be spreading. Do I? Do you care about music? I think it probably adds to engagement because all of the really big streamers I've seen, including the Cherno, have music on. I, I think that just makes it so even if the, the coding is boring or you're like going down lots of wrong paths, you can still kind of just like enjoy the lo-fi or whatever. But like what? Uh, so it's it's music that you choose or it's music that is part of the library that's in Twitch Studio? Twitch Studio in the future will have a library you can pick from. It's you not can't, like stream yet. Radio Gaga in the background kind of thing. Well, so I'm sure some kids do, but you're not supposed to, and oh, and like okay. that that could endanger your channel for sure. Um, you you could say yes, like no one's going to legally challenge you for saying yes because you don't you know why? Because what? we're not on Spotify. You won't oh, let us be on oh, Spotify, yeah, yeah. so we're not going to have any legal it's, challenges. It's not, no, it's not that I won't let. Like <laughs> Spotify is, uh, well, first of all, Amazon was the one I was talking about more recently. Like I, oh, okay, I, I can I can say that AWS is overpriced because we're not on Amazon Music. But Twitch is owned by Amazon, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is, and I can complain about it on this mm. show. Okay, fair enough. Although I I don't 
really want to. I think I'm, I'm, I'm actually pretty happy with, with both Twitch and Twitch Studio. It's Twitch Studio is not as powerful as OBS or as extensible, but it's just really easy to use and everything's like set up and there for you. Okay. So I, so I don't even probably need your help. I just like probably not Twitch, like create a Twitch account, get Twitch Studio, start going. Yeah. Yeah. And just send, send questions if you have any, but, um, one thing Sweet. I've done that you probably don't want to do at first is I've tweeted before I go live. Okay. Or maybe you do want to. I don't know. And but you've got a lot I, of Twitter followers. Why is that bad? Why do I not want to do that? Oh, just because your first few days will be much worse than than the ones after them. <laughs> yeah. No, I I'll just I'll just go. I'll just I'll try it and just a couple of times. I mean, I might really hate it and then just stop. You'll we'll get see. on at like two in the morning. You'll spend like 15 <laughs> minutes writing a function to uh, see if a number's negative or not. And someone will comment, why don't you just see if it's less than zero? And you'll be like, oh man, just deleting this whole stream. Yeah. They, they, oh, um, this is a cool thing. They, uh, so people can clip them. They can clip like one minute segments of your, of your streams, mm-hmm. uh, but you can remove the clips or you can make them unclippable. Okay. And your you can make highlights of your broadcast that stay up, mm-hmm. but all of your broadcasts disappear after two weeks. So it's really more ephemeral than YouTube. Like that's everything in it is built around like the live aspect. Huh. That's annoying. But so so is it easy to push it to YouTube? Yeah, yeah. So, so every so what I've been doing is like I, I do my stream and then I I make a highlight, which is basically just clipping off the starting soon thing at the beginning and and maybe you know some extended spot where I I uh, zoned out or had technical issues, and then I export that highlight of everything else, which will be ninety five percent of the stream. Cause I don't, I don't spend much time editing. Like that's part of the reason why I do this. And then I uh, just upload exactly that export to YouTube. Mm-hmm. So my, uh, okay. my recent ones, I'll just share this yeah, really quickly. My recent ones were, let me just go to videos. So you can see my last three videos were live stream building a productivity app with Elixir, Phoenix, and Tailwind, part one, two, and three. Oh, nice. Okay. And it's like an hour plus video. Mm-hmm. And somehow, like even with very little editing, like it's getting way more views than than my uh, really focused Ecto tutorials. That's Which either... is really interesting because the, because I've, I've, from what I've seen, the long form is way more monetizable because you get four ads displayed in it. That could be. Um, I've, I've only just started dabbling with ads. I put, put a couple on the live streams, uh, not on all of them though. I'm just doing it on like half of them so I can AB test and see if the, uh, see if running ads makes YouTube send more people to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good test. Yeah. I think this is great. I think this is a really, really good. I feel like we're sort of turning a corner here. Um, Maybe on this show and in our lives, yeah, I like this. I hope so. This all the, everything that we're doing right now, um, yeah, it's good. Um, so I probably need to head pretty soon. Um, mm. How about goals? What's your goals for for next week? 
my goals. Goal one is get the streak app finished. So I'm yeah, using okay. it myself. Goal two is achieve a streak of at least five consecutive days streaming. Mm, nice. I think I'll use your streak app. I think I'll use it. I, it'll be simple. It'll, I'll, yeah. it'll, I'll put it on product hunt probably. Perfect. Um, okay. That's great. Um, so I guess my goal is going to be, I think I'm ready to, to do the video with Mateo. I think he's got enough success now where it's going to be a good video, but I don't know if I can do that by next week. I don't think, I think that's a, that's a stretch. So I won't do that, but that's, I'm bookmarking that. That's going to happen soon within the next month. Um, what I'm going to try and do for next week is basically run another playtest, make the changes that we've that we've des- we've already defined for Slider, and then run another playtest. One of the big tests that we need to do is to increase the CTR because it shouldn't be costing seven Robux for each kid. It should be costing right. one. So I need to run a couple of tests, different ad tests. Um, there's different ways you can advertise. You can advertise, like I said, the sponsored one, which wasn't very good. Um, and then there's like banner ads. So I need to try banner ads and run some tests with that. Um, get all the tracks to a 0.85 difficulty, which is going to be done through um, a first guess. But then what Chris wants to do is to track every part that's hit. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like of, of every track and like label every part like c1 c2 c3 c4 and then say okay everyone's dying at c4 we need to put a fix there <laughs> wow okay <laughs> you know what i mean like he wants to go deep so <laughs> he is he is into analytics yeah he's he's into analytics and then once we've got all the tracks right then i think the next plan is going to be um putting in like a like a sort of group dynamic so sort of like a rounds based system in 30 in 30 seconds there's there's going to be um, a group challenge on track a and so then get like you know 20 kids all there at the track at the same time and they all have to go around and do and collect stuff on the track or do something like that yeah nice that's kind of yeah that that sounds great and congrats again on like getting this thing like (laughs) launched even though you had to make all those changes <laughs> yeah um so so just just stating my goal for next week yep. is live uh is to run at least one more live test so to apply the, apply the current set of fixes run one more live test and have more information and maybe have a look at streaming and maybe maybe just have a little look at streaming and just start sharing the game a bit more to people and on twitter and i think it's time to stop sort of holding it in like I've been doing, yeah. which is which is the, the bad advice that I I was it's like page one of the of, of the Nugget Startup Academy is like, okay, things you shouldn't do. Keep your idea a secret. <laughs> you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I've been doing that with the game and it's just like, okay, that time is over. Well, yeah. And if you want to put a clip on on this YouTube stream, um can always do that as well like let me know I'll, I'll be happy to retweet whatever yeah yeah i might do just a couple of twi- clips of uh, well i don't know i mean i i'll let me exp- I'll, I'll just yeah, yeah. And see like, one, like once yeah. you yeah if you have one just let me yeah. know okay cool all right all right well good next time then yeah see ya okay